Wat guma? Itu guma, guma, guma. Selana opi guma, di guma, di guma. These are residents of Cape Town, South Africa, giving their impressions of guma music. These voices come from a film called Mama Guma, a brilliant exploration of this shape-shifting music genre. So the goma was the skin of the drum, and the word guma comes out of that particular term. That's the etymology of it. Goma, ngoma, guma. Well, these are some of the oldest known words for the drum. The people who were here first, the indigenous people, which is the very beginning of humankind, created first the drum. This is what all societies and cultures did. And of course, those drums were a link to the world of spirits and ancestors. Culture doesn't run much deeper than that. Hello, I'm Josh Collinet with another edition of Afropop Worldwide from PRI, Public Radio International. Today we take an unusual journey through time and space, an Atlantic journey, from Cape Town to Cape Verde. We begin in the South Atlantic, unraveling the mysteries of Guma. Ah yes, that's Guma as played on the streets of Cape Town during the minstrel or clubs carnival featured on this program in the past. Here is jazz pianist Kyle Shepard, an artist who has played a key role in reviving and reinventing the Guma music he grew up with here in Cape Town. So we're dropping that old mentality of whatever's from here is not that good then. Whatever comes from there is brilliant and all that, you know. Because that's how we were taught, actually. It may sound funny, but that's what was told to us at school, you know. Yeah, Kuma music is just for the clubs. They dance around in the street. They just minstrels and coons and this and that and don't play Kuma music. Let's kick off with the Kyle Shepard track from his 2008 CD, Fine Art. Cape Town jazz aficionados speak of Kyle in the same breath as the legendary Abdullah Ibrahim, also known as Dollar Brand, probably the greatest musician this town has ever produced. High praise, and you'll see why. Here's Kyle with Diguma. Thank you. 
Cape Town jazz maestro Kyle Shepard, leading his quartet in an evocation of this city's oldest music, Guma. Georges Collinet with you on Afropop Worldwide. And today, we are taking you on a freewheeling Atlantic journey from Cape Town through Namibia and all the way up to the Cape Verde Islands. Our host in Cape Town was Derek Gripper, a classical guitarist who some years ago developed a fascination with West African music. You heard me right. Derek is a Cape Town native, and he's never been to Mali or the Gambia, but he has developed his own tuning system and personal techniques for playing chora music on guitar. Derek believes there should be an African classical repertoire for the guitar, and is creating it as we speak. Just listen to Derek's guitar rendition of Tumani Jabate's piece for the late Gambian chora player, Kaunding Sisoko.
The amazing Cosa mouthbow and vocal of Madocini from the Eastern Cape, sometimes called the queen of Cosa music, Madocini is a virtuoso, especially of the Umrube bow, which she has played since she was a girl. And before that, the man who produced Madocini's record, Cape Town guitarist Derek Gripper, channeling West African Cora music in his own special way. Derek told us that if we really wanted to get a deep insight into the unique culture of Cape Town, there was someone we have to meet. Banning Air was there. The gentleman Derek had in mind is one Mac McKenzie, or more properly, Gerald Samuel Mac McKenzie, founder of the Genuines and CEO of the Cape Town Guma Orchestra and Cape Town Composers Workshop. Bass player, by having two, guitar player still trying to. We met Mac in the converted church where he now lives with his wife in the town of Darling, just outside Cape Town. Mac was born in 1951 to a family of band leaders and musicians. Both his father and grandfather played banjo and led guma bands, but Mac himself was a latecomer to professional music. I was kept in school a bit longer than the other maestros. They left school early. Somebody supported me to go to school. I was sponsored through school. So I had to go and listen to people my age playing beautiful music that I couldn't even begin to play. But I was anyway a composer. So I was a bad player, but a good composer. So I was the odd bird and then I had to integrate myself into the copycat stream. That was a general Cape-colored music scene where everybody was copying music. Mac paid his dues covering music from Jimi Hendrix to Weather Report, but his real interest lay in songwriting and in Guma. Surprisingly, all that came together in the 1980s at the height of apartheid when Mac formed the hottest rock band in South Africa, the Genuines. Well, Guma music is a music that the minstrels play in the, in the carnival time in, in Cape Town. Street music, it's beautiful music, and it was called cool music, clops music, which is like derogatory. So we, as the Genuines in 1985 and 86, decided to call it Guma music. While the genuine sound did have the fast rolling beat of Guma, but it was also headbanging in your face anti apartheid rock. remember the Genuines from an earlier Afropop program called Punk in Africa. When we met Mac this time, he told us how the group started. Mac insists it was his personal drive to be a composer that put this cape-colored band on the map. You know, South Africa is divided. 
was divided and still is, and so the white community knew nothing about me. The coloured community knew about me. They always said, Max crazy. He wants to write his own songs. Yeah, well, I've got seven songs. Oh, now I've got nine. I've got 13. I've got 15. I've got 20 songs. So it's no surprise that the one that should start the genuine should be me. It doesn't come out of a moment. It doesn't come out of a collective. There were a lot of great musicians in Cape Town then, but most of the rock acts did cover songs. The real composers mostly played jazz. People like Winston Mankunku and Basil Kotze, artists carrying on in the footsteps of the then-exiled Abdullah Ibrahim. The Genuines were something else altogether, an original band with a powerful message, serious chops, and a sound all their own. In South Africa, when you're black, we're hearing is called Chasing the Voodoo. It was recorded in 1991 in Holland, and it turned out to be the Genuine's last stand. Apartheid was about to end, and Mac would soon be aiming for very different musical horizons. For the moment, though, he was still 100% in the fight to end Apartheid. And as he told us, the gloves were off. You had to kill with your lyrics. You know, when Basil Kutsi was saying this song is called Winnie Mandela, it was just not vitriolic enough. You had to say, Madam, you employ my mother, you exploit my mother, it's her hand going down the toilet bowl while your son is going down in the army. You had to use lyrics like that. You can't just say the song is called Winnie Mandela. That was Basil Kutsi's way of protest songs. The genuines were like in your face, like bad. So there was a lot of chutzpah in there, you know, a lot of bulls.
The Genuines from 1991 with I Love a Scandal. Listening back to this album more than two decades later, Mac is sure proud of the musicianship. This was the fastest and arguably the most creative rock act in South Africa. They had supercharged the restless beat of Guma music with punk rock energy and attitude. But the lyrics? Well, that's another story. No, those songs, the lyrics are horrible. Because you must remember, we were so used to singing about anti-apartheid lyrics in South Africa and calling everybody and their mother dogs. And, and, and I can't take pride in that kind of lyric. All that's in the past now for Mac McKenzie. Today, he composes orchestral pieces. He taught himself how to notate the ideas in his head and began producing scores. In recent years, his works have been performed by the Guma Orchestra of Cape Town, an ensemble of mostly white classical musicians. In this clip from the film Mama Guma, we hear Mac conducting a rehearsal. Listen for the sound of the Guma banjo. For all that's changed in Mac's sound, he's still paying homage to the music of his father and grandfather. orchestra. Always loved it. When I was a kid, my dad, well, him being a musician and his dad being a musician, and he worked in orchestras and stuff like that. So when I was a kid, my toy was a little wind-up gramophone with broken shellac records, and there was everything. So I found my groove. My mom was a char lady in the White Homes, and so she got a lot of records from people. I could sing the whole of Swan Lake without the record playing. You know. is called the Table Bay Concerto. It's a meditation on the old culture and history of Cape Town. The Cape-colored people have a complex ancestry that starts with the Khoi and the Sun, the original inhabitants of this gorgeous Cape when the Dutch arrived in the 17th century. Next came the so-called Malay, South Asians from various countries brought here by the Dutch as slaves and servants. You know, my pieces are always written about the collective memory. People arrived at Table Bay. They always arrived here, but let's talk in simplistic 17th century stuff. The communities coming together, the Malaysian, Indonesians, and all that, right? There we got that. That's the Table Bay Concerto.
an excerpt from Table Bay Concerto by South African maestro Mac McKenzie and the Guma Orchestra. Mac's next composition looks outward to the sea that brought all these different people to Cape Town. The piece is called South Atlantic Suite. South Atlantic Suite is again presuming on a collective memory of goings on on the ocean, birth and death and reveling and traveling, <laughs> traveling and reveling and having a good time. Life on the ocean between here and South America. From head-banging rock to high-minded orchestral music, Matt McKenzie and the Guma Orchestra with South Atlantic Suite. Well now, it's time for us to head to see ourselves. We leave the Dutch-English-Afrikaner-Kosa-Koisan-Cape-Colored melange of Cape Town and head north to the west coast of the vast desert nation of Namibia. It's an unusual country in many ways. For one thing, it was colonized by Germany, and so in coastal towns like picturesque Luderitz and the port of Walvis Bay, you see blonde-haired, blue-eyed, dark-skinned Africans. There's a land of wide-open spaces So many, many, many faces There's a land of wide-open spaces So many beautiful faces Namibia my name is Ilemu Tuha Alelekwe Ricardo Musimani. I have a lot of names. Ilemutu is my stage name, but also my name. But our names would signify something. For example, my name Ilemutu Halelekwe is the one who should not be chased away. Because my mother wanted a, a daughter and she got a boy and she was like, ah, boys are problems, you know, because of my father. Uh, and then a grandfather of mine said, but it's a person could be big ear, short person. You never know what this person saw. Cannot be done away with this one. And, and so Elemoto Khaleleku is the one who should not be chased away. Elemoto is a singer, songwriter, guitarist, and band leader. He grew up in the Kalahari, one of two great deserts in Namibia. The other one, the Namib, runs up the coast with huge sand dunes stretching right to the sea. Beautiful. Despite his village childhood, Elemoto has read and traveled and brings a lot of experience to his music. Independence came 1990. I went to high school, Diabro St. Joseph, a Catholic high school, and university in Vintuk, where I studied African philosophy and psychology. But then I got into the band. But I always was interested in the human condition, so that's why I hopefully bring it onto the music. Elemoto says that despite its vast size, Namibia is a small place. Its population is sparse, just over two million, and it looks to its neighbors and to the world for inspiration. After travels in the United States and South Africa, Elemoto released his first CD, The System is a Joke, in 2003. In this song, you hear a flute like a South African penny whistle and the mbira from Zimbabwe, played by Elemoto's longtime collaborator, Emmanuel Kurumazondo. Alela, 
from Elemoto and all the new sounds from Cape Verde as our Atlantic journey continues. Visit afropop.org to see a photo essay of our journey. I'm Georges Collinet, and you're listening to Afropop Worldwide from PRI, Public Radio International. especially glad to meet Elemoto Galalekwe and his band because we've heard very little music from Namibia on this program. There is no distinctly Namibian pop music. So for Elemoto, music has been a matter of synthesizing something new out of all the sounds he's heard. He told us it all started with his grandmother's songs and stories around the fire when he was a kid, and the choirs he heard in church and elementary school. Those were the early influences, went to high school, R&B got in, apartheid fell, so a lot of the music just came in suddenly. 
Botswana, Zimbabwe, Namibia, South Africa, the States. I kind of was a song guy for a while because there were just songs, you know? And I guess that's why I don't have a style because I was, I was influenced by songs, like, like a bit of everything. Jazz, blues, R&B, the old R&B. And they played with live bands still before the Kate Sweat and them came, which was another vibe. Hip hop, crisscross, and them came in. Went to university, reggae, rock came in, Afro jazz, gospel. Went to the States, the rock came in, and I really got to see like firsthand trash metal, death metal, some of the heavy stuff, you know, the punk. It taught me a lot about how you present yourself to the shock attack, the theater. And after all that, Elemoto turns out to be quite a showman himself. Let's hear a track from his second album, Human. It's a political song with a mix of flamenco pop and South African township jive. Politics of the belly. Namibia now and head out to sea again, past remote islands like St. Helena, 
where Napoleon lived out his final years as a captive of the British. We make our way to a favorite Afropop destination, Cape Verde, or more properly, Cabo Verde, the oldest Portuguese settlement in Africa and home to some of the continent's most distinctive and seductive music. This time around, we met a legend, the incomparable vocalist Zé Luís. Amigo, hoje é bom dia de paródia Nos tragar nos dolinha no total E que se escuça ser feito sem serenata E nos cai de iludir esta pagarafa Satisfaz a ilusão, não pega violão Não entra na roda, não fazer nos rachão a minha Zé Luís Tavares Teixeira, artista, cabo-ferdiano, que está na périple para o mundo e etc. Zé Luís introducing himself to Afropop listeners as a Cape Verdean singer, making his way through the world with music. Zé told us he earns his living as a carpenter, always has, but he's been singing traditional Cape Verdean music his entire life. Zé Luís remains loyal to the traditional Cape Verdean sounds of the celebratory coladera and the morna, the melancholy cousin of the Portuguese fado. Zé told us that one of his favorite mornas is called Bartolomeu Dias. It expresses the profound sadness of an immigrant who has left Cape Verde to find work abroad. He misses his home, he misses his mother, and prays that one day life will bring him back to the land and people he loves. Oh, mama, Ele chama se confissão Oh mamãe de chão chorar Saudadinha crescer Saudade aquele que embarcar Ele despedi para Mariceu Ele vai minha coração Ele chama se confissão Deixa-se mar, folhas caídas 
na hora de despedir tudo meu De Alemanha, Marujinho Ele deixa em cima folhas caídas Na hora de despedir Oh, what a voice! Zé Luís, with the Murna, Bartolomeu Dias. Well, let's hear one more. A coladera, a dance song that says, I came with you, I will leave with you. E cunha quinta vai, e cunha quim bem, e cunha quinta vai, e cunha quim bem, e cunha quinta vai, e cunha quim bem, e cunha quinta vai, te chegangora de vai, minha danquer que minha tadã, minha compom bem compor, te chegangora de vai, minha danquer que minha tadã, minha compom bem compor. É cunha quim bem, é cunha quim tabai Minha pai trocando o ser rapariga Se era minha mãe que fazia me Minha pai trocando, você rapariga Se era minha mãe, que fazia me si Quatro horas de madrugada, me só na rua andar Sem mãe, sem pai, sem ninguém nesse mundo Quatro horas de madrugada, me só na rua andar Sem pai, sem mãe, sem ninguém nesse mundo É cunha quim bem, é cunha quim tabai 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 From his 2012 CD, Serenata, Zé Luiz we met Zay in the Cabo Verdean capital, Praia, but like any music lover who visits these islands, we couldn't miss a visit to Mindelo, on the island of Sao Vicente. Mindelo is the birthplace of the great Cesaria Evora, and one of the most musical places you could ever hope to see. You might encounter a group of young men practicing the Brazilian martial art of capoeira. A 
small ensemble performing favorite local songs, like Cesaria Evora's most famous Morna, Sodad. The late Cesaria Evora is a constant presence here, in bookstores, on postcards, in artwork, and on the airwaves. After all, that's where she got her start, singing from the age of 20, some say even younger, at Radio Barlavento. Let's hear a track from that bygone era. The song is Frutu Prohibibo, Forbidden Fruit. Frutu Prohibido e bom Nunca podes esquecê-lo Me um sabe que manpica Cesaria Evora, in a 1960s radio recording from the CD Radio Mindelo, Early Recordings. All these years later, tour guides in Mindelo will tell you that Cape Verde owes its tourist industry to this woman. Her success literally introduced the country to the world. She was raised here on the island. She was an orphan child, didn't have a father or mother, and she was raised in a small house. She was illiterate until she died. She fell in love with music. It was her only way to escape her reality. By the way, we are hearing Cesaria's longtime musical director, Bao, in a duo performance with guitarist Virginia. This comes from a brand new instrumental CD called Anthologia Acoustica, a real gem. 
The song is Cesaria's early trademark number, Cise. Let's listen. Cape Verdean classic. On our recent visit to Mindelo, we met a newcomer, a young singer named Jennifer Solidad, who burst onto the scene in 2014 with an unusual cover of an American classic. Hit the road, Jack. Okay. Is the story Mima Jack. Jack and I love Richards first. I love blues and jazz and soul music too. But this songs, it's talk about how the men do the things and don't worry about rifle, girlfriends. So I write this song thinking in, it's time to say, stop, pay attention, I'm here, just like a woman. It's something who happen every day in Cape Verde. Hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back no more. O que bate, minha voz coza, Jack. E bate arrancar, 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 arrancar. E lipe, minha voz coza, Jack. E bate arrancar, e When we met Jennifer, she was putting the finishing touches on her debut CD. Let's hear a sample. This song is called Largam Damun, or Leave Me Alone. The song criticizes young Cape Verdeans who don't find or create work, but wait for people to give them a handout. O show, maneira is flow. Chando bom fala de favor, mima boca tem problema. O brother, botin ranjam vintin. Nha carteira cansa de pita de bezil, desenrascam so majes vez. O show, maneira es flow. Chando bom fala de favor, de azar nos doce broda. O primo, chamete bom CD. Minha carteira cansa de pita, bezil, desenrascam só mais de vez. Se dinheiro vou crer, criatura, salva a boa vida, vou chamar em paz. Nem cabo bem que foi a trabalho. Jennifer Solidad, a newcomer in Cape Verdean music. You know, we noticed that most of the popular singers coming up in Cape Verde these days are women. Jennifer told us that even though the country's president is a man, 70% of the government officials are women. <laughs> Maybe that's why things are so peaceful and pleasant here. 
Let's hear from one of the most popular young women on the music scene today, Elida Almeida, from her recent CD, Ora Dosi, Ora Margos. Almeida. Funding for Afropop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art, and PRI, Public Radio International affiliate stations around the U.S. And thank you for supporting your public radio station. Additional support for Afropop Worldwide comes from 92nd Street Y and World Music Institute, presenting King Sonny Ade on June 26th. Nearly two dozen juju musicians, singers, and dancers joined King Sonyade on the stage with special guest Wunmi. Tickets at 92wide.org. Well, we're almost at the end of our Atlantic journey, but while we were in Cape Verde, we spoke with Jennifer Soledad and her guitarist Daniel Fonseca about some of the new music moving the dance floors on the islands, like this electronic take on Funana, the signature sound of Praia. Praia is often said to be the most African of the islands. Well, that's because it was the first to be settled by the Portuguese, who relied heavily on the labor of African slaves. Jennifer and Daniel told us that the internet has changed everything for young Cape Verdeans when it comes to music. It has introduced new influences from the US and Europe, but also other Lusophone countries like Angola. Right now, right now. Yeah, right now in the disco, you gonna listen some music of. Yeah, Angola Cape Verde, Angola Cape Verde. One of the hottest sounds out of Angola is Kizomba. Now it's Kizomba. Kizomba, it's from Angola. Angola. Yeah. Everyone say it's Kizomba, but now. In Cape Verde, we make Kola Zouk. It's Koladera Zouk. Koladera and Zouk, but people call it Kizomba anyway. It's a new world, I tell you, and you can't believe the number of artists. We have Nelson Fraser, Georgie, um, Jennifer Diaz, Kiki uh, Boy, Perola. Perola, so many, <laughs> so many. It's a lot. 
Well, for today, we can just give you a taste of this brave new world, but stay tuned for an upcoming hip-deep exploration of the electronic dance musics that are forging new consciousness and solidarity among the former colonies of Portugal. The Electro-Lusophone Connection! We leave you with a recent dance floor hit from Cape Verde. The artist is Le Gemea. Capping off our Atlantic journey. Thanks to Derek Gripper and Mac McKenzie in Cape Town, to Sylvia Salaginer and Elemoto Galeleque in Namibia, and to Mara Agnos and Oneida Cruz in Cape Verde for their help with this program. Visit afropop.org for a photo essay of our Atlantic journey. You can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at AfropopWW. My Afropop partner is Sean Barlow. Sean produces our program for World Music Productions, research and production for this program by Banning Air. And join us next week for another edition of Afropop Worldwide. Our chief audio engineer and co-producer is Michael Jones. Additional engineering by Mike Kaplan and Stephanie Lebeau. Banning Air edits our website, afropop.org. Our producer for new media is Sam Backer. And I'm Georges Collinet. PRI Public Radio International